With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a Monday here on the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon, myself with you for the next uh, couple of hours, talking local sports with you. Plenty of Cyclone talk, some Hawkeye talk mixed in, a little NFL. We'll do some World Series, and we'll go around college football. Here's what's coming up in the first hour. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, will be here, 1220. We will uh, recap. I was uh, lost to Northwestern this past week. Look ahead a little bit to Minnesota and potentially even further down the road with Mark Bama Bob checks in at 1240. Take a look at uh, Notre Dame, the Penn State win, probably two of the biggest games of the weekend. So we'll get into that. Uh, 120, Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Matt Campbell's press conference has ended. Dylan is typing away by 120. He'll have hopefully uh, cleared some time on his busy slate to join us and recap his uh, weekend in Lubbock as Iowa State picks off as an underdog, Texas Tech. That's two straight years they've taken down Cliffs Kingsbury's Red Raiders. And then at uh, 140, Chris Cotilla will be here, covers Major League Baseball, and we'll take our first look at uh, the World Series. The teams are set. Action begins tomorrow. Uh, what has the makings of a, well, maybe a cart before the horse a little bit, because do they... They not uh, not very often do they live up to the hype. But look at the best team in the American League, the best team in the National League. I don't think too many people would say otherwise. So maybe, just maybe, we will get an epic. Trent, we got one in Lubbock. Certainly didn't get one in Evanston. Let's start with the five and two Iowa State Cyclones as they get set to host the biggest game at Jack Trice Stadium. I don't know when. Um, it's certainly going back a ways. What a yeah. win! Unbelievable and. If you had this team at five and two, and your name's not Cyclone Jerry, congratulations. No, he had him at seven and zero. Oh. Seven and zero. Oh, so right. yeah. so right, he was right, wrong right. too. He was wrong too, just on the other end. Uh, and the way they're winning football games, and and that's the part. This isn't a team that is sliding by that just has a lot of momentum and a lot of bounces going their seven way. Seven fumbles. Yeah, exactly. Against Nebraska, this is a team that is going on the road and just obliterating good football teams, mm-hmm. outplaying good football teams. That Texas Tech team. They're a lot better than they were a year ago. A different team than we saw a year ago. And you beat them 31-13. You beat them 31-13 in your house. Yep. Iowa State's a really good football team. They're a really good football they're team. Really good and, football and they're team. exceptionally well coached. And I think it's the detail that we're seeing on a, on a weekend and week out basis. Look, here's why I didn't think Iowa State was going to be five and two. And I'm going to name a bunch of names here. Right, J.D. Wagoner is one. And this is no order. This is no particular order. Ray Lima, mm-hmm. J.D. Wagoner, Vernell Trent. I liked Bailey last year. I knew he was going to be good this year. At least I thought. But the first three guys that I just mentioned in Lima, Trent, and Wagner are playing off the charts. Marcel Spears. More than just the pick six. Sure. It's his been entire season, his body of work has been 
uh, as good as uh, any Iowa State fan could have possibly seen. Everett Edwards last two weeks, he's getting a lot better. I haven't touched the offense. We thought the offense was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And they are good. They are. Uh, and, and, you know, when I watch Kyle Kemp, you know who I'm seeing? And I'm I'm seeing an NFL quarterback, and I'm tapping the brakes because I don't want to say that Kyle Kemp is going to play in the NFL. Okay. But no one would have said Trevor Simeon is going to play in the NFL when he was uh-huh. at Northwestern. Right. He doesn't throw the ball... Uh, he doesn't throw the ball with the velocity that a lot of quarterbacks do, so right away, oh, he's not that good. He doesn't wow you with arm he doesn't, strength. But what he does, he wows you with accuracy. Mm-hmm. And I think between the years, and when he came back after that interception that he threw very early in that football game to continue to, you know, that's what you got to do, right? Yep. All the good ones are. they got very short memories. They're able to brush it off, put it behind them, and go out and make plays. And that's what this guy is doing. And it's the accuracy on his passes that I think elevate him. And I love Jacob Park's arm, right? I've mm-hmm. loved the big arm since since I started watching football. I'm mesmerized by these guys, Jake Cutler. Um, but Kemp is different. He's Trevor Simeon in college. Not going to wow you, but he's effective. Now, Simeon isn't at the NFL level. And I don't <laughs> think Kyle, would, uh, Kyle Kemp would be either. But that's what I'm seeing when I watch him play. And the thing that continually impresses me he didn't play for basically five years. And to have that kind of accuracy and the know-how, and when pressure comes at his feet, he doesn't get happy feet, Mm -hmm. not pitter-patter. He doesn't feel ghost pressure coming from behind. He just stands there, waits for the play to develop, and makes the throw and makes it on the money more times than not. It's for a guy to not play in basically five years and to come out and do this. And wouldn't have got his chance No, had had Jacob Park. Who knows what happened? And this is the guy that had August camp. You know, right, to get no, ready. Yeah, exactly. Right before your biggest, most difficult test of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you're starting. Right. Most quarterback, most, most fifth-year walk-on quarterbacks are going to crap the bed. Mm-hmm. He hasn't. <laughs> Not and only that. Of any, any of his starts, two of is, which are on the road. He has exceeded everybody's yeah. expectations. Nobody envisioned this. Not it's, even psychologically. It's, it's the accuracy. It, 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 it's, it's check down reads. It's finding his second and his third guy. That ball wasn't supposed to go to Matt Eaton on his mm-hmm. touchdown at the back of the end zone. His first and his second look worked there, and he didn't panic. And to your point, he doesn't get the happy feet back there in the pocket. Look, even if Jacob Park came back today, there is no way in hell he's getting that job back. Nope. This is Kyle Kemp's team in 2017. Mm-hmm. Take it as far as he possibly can. Uh, and, and who knows what that is going to be. I didn't think they were going to be Texas Tech. I didn't. I thought 66-10 to 10 resonated mm-hmm. in Lubbock. Uh, and I, 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 like you, when you watch Texas Tech, you think that this is a much better team this year than they were last year, but it didn't matter. They went into Lubbock and came out with their second straight road win. Third straight road win if you throw Akron into the mix. First time since the 60s it's, they've done it's that. It's crazy. 60s. It's absolutely crazy. They had some good teams doing. in the 70s. They never won three road games in a row. Mm. They've done it here. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Um, and now TCU. And, and, and now TCU. With first place on the line. The final Saturday in October. Mm-hmm. First place is on the line in Ames, Iowa. Yeah. The Big 12 title is going to be not determined this week, but one of the roads that it's going to take is through Ames, Iowa. Nobody saw that coming, Trent. No, no. And it's disappointing that game day isn't going to be there. It is. It is. There's no doubt. I agree with you. That was a perfect opportunity then for that for them to come. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They haven't done something like this. It's been, I think, four years. I, uh, Florida was involved, and I see 2012 or 14 was the last time that they followed a team in back-to-back weeks. Fox has the game. It's not an ABC or an ESPN Fox. I'm talking about Penn State yep. and Ohio State. I get the magnitude of this football game. It's massive, yes. absolutely massive. But so is the one, not to that level, but come on, guys. This would have been a great time to scratch Iowa State, Ames, Iowa, off the list of teams that have never hosted it before. You've been to James Madison multiple times. Right. You've been to Fargo A couple of times. times. Back You've to been back to New years. York City this year. Right. You've been all over the place. Mm-hmm. This under- fan base deserves this trend. Yes, they do. They do. Washington State, that fan base does too. They yeah. fly the flag every single week. Unbelievable, isn't you it? You see old Crimson up there flying What's away. What's his story? The guy that takes her. Do you know, has there ever been a story done on him on game there, day? Because yeah. I've missed it. And there's a good long-form story about it. I'll have to, I think maybe SB Nation did it a few years back. But it was a guy that just showed up one game, showed up at game day, and, well, I'm going to fly my school flag. Is he like Marlins man or what fan or whatever that guy is? Is there nothing but money and time on his hands? And No. What they do, they have a alumni group, and they send it. They send the flag. So this same so, guy's not showing up. Right. On, okay. They send it, and all right. I'm this, not impressed then. I'll this this is the flagpole. This is how high it needs to be. Yeah. They send the flagpole. They send the flag. So UPS plays a ma- major role in Absolutely. this as well. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. There's been some close calls about it not getting there on time, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Pretty fun story. But, yeah, it's not just one guy like Marlon's man right. going around from his uh, Pullman outpost and making his way around the country. Carson Lensing, there's another name that shows up, and he's got a bunch of eligibility left. It's yeah. the defensive front. Here comes TCU. Here comes Gary Patterson. He's a defensive-minded coach. Here's why Iowa State has a chance. Because and any any head coach that, that cut his teeth as a defensive coordinator or has a defensive mind is going to do one thing, right? Bill Belichick, what is he? He takes away what the other team does best. What does Iowa State do best? Well, you want to say run the football? they got some pretty good receivers. You want to say they're going to throw the football? Well, maybe they're going to run the football. Yeah. This is why I think Iowa State is in this football game, because whatever Gary Patterson decides to take away, Iowa State, for a first time in a long time, when you're talking about Iowa State, has a complete offense, and they can go a different way. What would be the game plan? Gary Patterson gives you a call at 201 here today. Mm-hmm. Can I need your help? Mm-hmm. I'm going to wire you some money, help us out. <laughs> right. What's the defensive game plan you come up to slow down this Iowa State offense? I think it's you got to get the Kyle Kempton get him and, and and not allow him to find Lazard or Marchie Murdoch or Matt Eaton. And how about the game Deshante Jones? We've yes. been waiting for this for a long time, and he's this this kid is special. I we think. both love Jones, love him as a freshman last year, and Eaton early on. I. I liked what I'd heard about him. And mm-hmm. first few games, he didn't get a whole lot of snaps. No. He's well, finding his way. You yes. mentioned Murdoch. He's another guy that's coming on. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. You bring the pressure. Yep. I mean, you're you're loading up. You're bringing pressure from all different avenues. But here's the other thing, too. That defensive front's pretty good. They don't – I mean, they can – they can create pressure with just the. But I'm with you. They're they're good. He's good. They're going to get some help. But the defensive line, Iowa State. Here's the key to the game for me. If you're Iowa State, it, it's it's those it's those five guys that still kind of have that spotlight on them. Mm-hmm. The offensive line I'm referring to. Yes. That we know the defensive line's way better than anybody thought. The other question was the offensive line. They're clearly better, but I don't think that they are at the level that the other units on this team are at this point. And they still run the four two five TCU. Yes. That four two five look where they can bring a lot of safeties down. Their quarterbacks will have to play well. If they're gonna br- employ that, your cornerback's gotta be playing mm-hmm. at a high level though mm-hmm. against this team. I think they can and I think that's the most way. I mean 
you're not going to sit in kind of the base things that you're going to do. You got to get Iowa State off kilter because yeah. right now they're just doing kind of whatever they want. Yeah. Offensive line run game still isn't great. Montgomery still is covering well, up. Well, he I think, does some, it on his own. He that's, does. That's the thing about him. Still not great, but pass protection, they've been so solid they have. this year. I mean, this is going to be, this This to me is, they need to pass protect this week and they got to Look, Alan Lazard and, and Hakeem Butler coming out of August, This were, these were the two receivers everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. Playing secondary roles a lot of times. Right. It's Marchie Murdoch who's getting everybody's attention. It's Matt Eaton who's taking stuff. No, look, Lazard's touchdown pass, the first one of the game, was remarkable. And how about the fourth down call? Yes. You know, the guts to do that. You're on the road. Um, Things it, could go south very absolutely quickly. Absolutely could have. But you know what? They were able to pull it off. I, I, I kind of, I'm guessing that Cyclone Nation isn't hoping that Coach Campbell elects to do that every game going <laughs> forward. It worked that time. Here's the other kid, and I can't say his name, number 50. He was a car. He was <laughs> not even going to try. Uh, just a young kid. Yeah. Defensive tackle. He comes in and he spells Trent. Or he, spe- he's, he had a game, Trent. He had a, he didn't play didn't he didn't have as many snaps but when he was on the field Uzakari Uzarike Uzazarike I don't know Uzazarike you know who I mean John Walters will help us out we'll we'll I'll make a call to John and get that right he's got the pronunciation guide I'm sure you know what I think Iowa State on their on their website has that pronunciate ah. they have a little ear uh-huh. beside on the on the roster I think it's kind of an ear or a, a pronunciation helper. I think they do on the basketball. They have to on football. I'm pretty sure they do. I wish every school had these things. Do they have that little identifier number 50? Let's click and see. Yeah, I'm not seeing a pop-up because I know what you say. Because, yeah, on the basketball roster, it does Right, it, it, it has that little... Um, but I'm not seeing it on the football Nothing on the roster. football. All right. Well, look... Um, they know who we mean. <laughs> uh, he, he he was really good, too. But it's the, A Detroit it's the, kid. Is that where he's from? A Detroit kid. Yeah. And this is another thing where I think a lot of people early on with Matt Campbell was wondering, well, he doesn't have recruiting ties here. He doesn't have Texas ties. Mm-hmm. You need to recruit Texas or Florida or California, wherever. But what he did is he got the next tier prospects after Michigan, Ohio State, not even them, but even after Wisconsin and Iowa picked over. That next tier recruit, though, that a lot of times would end up at max schools and turn out to be good or go and play at a different conference like that and say, we're going to be the home for these upper Midwest guys. You want to play Big 12 football? You want to play a more exciting brand? We're the place to do it. And he's finding guys in that route, too. I mean, it's, it's a different way of doing it. It's yeah. never been done at Iowa State. It's working out pretty well. No, he's got it going on. No doubt about that. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll switch from the clones back to Iowa State at about, well, we'll be back at Iowa State, I'm sure, at 1 o'clock. We have another open segment there. Mark Morehouse right now on Iowa's loss to Northwestern. Where do they go from here? It wasn't pretty, uh, to say the very least. Bama Bob at 1240. Dylan Mons covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. He checks in at 120. We will do some baseball with Chris Cotillo at 140. Quick timeout. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette is coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself are with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2 right here on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago. 
Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Kevin Harlan and Boomer Esiason here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. It's a great matchup for you as Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles take on Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins. Boomer, these two already have met in week one with the Eagles prevailing. What do you think in round two? Kevin, this is old school NFC East football. Both have rough and tumble defenses that are quick and punish the opposing team's quarterbacks. And speaking of quarterbacks, how about Carson Wentz and what he's done for the Eagles? And of course, Kurt Cousins, who's bet on himself, playing on a one-year contract and playing like he deserves every cent, if not a long-term deal from the Washington Redskins. So much to see, so much to like, so much to look forward to. All right, Boomer, it's NFC East action as the 5-1 and one Eagles take on the 3-2 and two Redskins on Monday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. A dead battery can leave you stranded, so get yours tested for free during Superstart Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need a replacement? Purchase a Superstart Extreme or Superstart Platinum battery and get up to $25 in O'Reilly gift cards after a mail-in rebate. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Increase strength, fuel athletic performance. Get amped at GNC. As part of your workout program, GNC Amp Waybolic Protein is clinically proven to increase strength in just eight weeks. For a limited time, buy one GNC Amp Protein, get one half off. Mix and match GNC's number one selling protein between original, power, and ripped powders. Amplify your strength today with buy one, get one half off GNC Amp Protein. Hustle into GNC or visit GNC.com before November 1st. Get undefeated protein performance only at GNC. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back to the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I here until 2 o'clock. Bama Bob still to come this hour. Hour number two, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune. Chris Cotillo covers MLB. We will preview the World Series right now in his normal Monday spot. We take a look at the Hawks. He's Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, and he joins us. Mark, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Mark. How are you? You bet. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm feeling great. Uh, perfect. Uh, have you spent uh, the Christmas uh, the Christmas um, break in Detroit before? <laughs> I I really don't think Iowa ever ends up in Detroit, but uh, I think probably. Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever bowl I say, people are already you know <laughs> uh, wondering what's going to happen with Tyler Cook and the basketball team. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was. Po- I mean, I think people will be into the week to week, but uh, I don't think anybody's harboring delusions of grandeur when it comes to where I was going in the postseason. I, I think you're 100 percent right, Mark. But you know, having said that, there there were some, I guess, some positives coming out of that football game. Nate Stanley hit a couple of deep throws, missed a couple, but but hit a couple. Um, okay, what else am I missing? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was just a tough day all around. De- defense, uh, Mark, without those two you know, mainstays on that defense in, in Snyder and Josie Jewell, I, I, it wasn't the defense that let them down this past Saturday. Yeah, the play counts. I mean, it was, it's a familiar, I, I think, a familiar exercise for a lot of Iowa fans. I mean, the offense, basically, I compared uh, the offense to uh, – Oh, you know, like when you go hunting and you, you shoot a duck and the lab brings back the duck and the duck's like kind of half dead. That's what I was, I was offense had the duck in its mouth in the first half. They did. First Just quarter. didn't know what it, what it had. Yep. Yeah. First quarter. Yeah. Pretty much well, mostly the first half, but the first quarter especially. And they just couldn't get the one play to put a couple of really nice drives over the top. And so in the second half, uh, the running game absolutely evaporated, uh, and it was gone. And uh, I, I, Iowa had, I think, 53 yards rushing in the first quarter, I think 34 or something like that the rest of the game. And then the snap, snap, pounds, snap counts pile up on the defense, and the, and the Northwestern converted a few really key third downs, and Iowa was in big trouble. I mean, the snap counts caught up on the defense, and Northwestern finally gained some traction, and at home it took, and it was just enough to win. So, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz now at the crosshairs of many out there. Uh, get that third and 17. Looks like they basically waved the white flag on that possession. How much vitriol should be directed at the new offensive coordinator for the Hawks? Uh, one, thing I'm trying to, one, one thing I'm trying to wonder about or starting to wonder about, and this is something I'll question the next few weeks, is you know, how much of what how much of the, of the playbook was built say in July or August or at the beginning of the season, whenever, with the idea that they would be able to run the ball like right. somewhat like they did last year. And that was a very different offensive line in July and August than what's showing up now. I mean, when, when Kirk Ferentz takes a question about Boone Myers now, it's a question about whether he's going to return this season, not next week. So, you know, they, they lost both of their 
senior three-year starter offensive tackles. That's a huge blow. And I think uh, the play calling looked like it was probing for something Saturday, uh, trying to find a, a consistent vein that worked. Uh, the running game was taken away. And really then I think it's kind of a guessing game. And whenever you see, Trent, as you know, whenever you see more than one a wide receiver reverse, uh, they're really kind of throwing darts. And really, I think that's it. I don't, I don't blame Brian Ferentz for that. I don't blame really anyone in Iowa for that. I think it's really the offensive line and the, the injuries that have hit that unit have just changed the game for, this, for whatever they wanted to be offensively. And they haven't quite figured out what they're going to be offensively yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. What, what happened uh, in, in overtime on the breakdown at the end there, Mark, when, when Jackson was able to almost get in but, but certainly get close enough? Uh, what, what happened there? I, I thought it was a brilliant play call. Um, Northwestern had two wide receivers on the right. They both dove inside. Pre-snap, um, Ben Neiman, usually the outside linebacker, he's in that spot usually over a box uh, wide receiver, and he's ready to go down field. Well, at the last second, right before the snaps, uh, um, right before the snap, Monty Hooker comes over, hit, taps him on the on the hip, and. Neiman drops inside. I think Neiman's supposed to cover the running back on that. Josie Jewell probably covers the running back on that. So uh, the running back happens to be Justin Jackson. The wide receiver's cleared out for him. He hits an open spot. I think Neiman ended up getting picked a little bit, tried to get back in the play. He missed a tackle. I think Kevin Ward missed a tackle and, you know, down to the one-yard line for Northwestern's best player. It was a brilliantly schemed play. Iowa kind of fell. I mean, pre-snap, I think Iowa kind of hurt itself being out of position. And it just never recovered, and uh, it was money for that was a third and nine from uh, uh, the twenty-four. So you get a stop there. They kick a field goal. At least you're still kind of in business. Um, they right after that, you know, twenty-three yards down to the one. It was a no-brainer. It was if Northwestern was going to score that, and they, they were going to have a touchdown, and they did. Mark uh, drop passes. Uh, of course, everyone will remember the one that ended the football game by Noah Fant, but Nick Easley had a few in the game. Just. You know, kind of top to bottom. Um, just uh, it just didn't look like a team that was raring to go off a of bye week. No, and I, again, I kind of wonder. You know, without a running, without a running game that's really going anywhere, uh, what what you can expect to get out of Iowa's offense. But yeah, coming out of the bye, you expect something a little more cohesive, certainly, especially with an offensive line that uh, really was kind of put together before. The, with the insertion of uh, Tristan Wirfs was put together before two weeks ago before the Illinois game. You expect that to be a week better, and I think it was. At least it started off It started off that way. I mean, 53 yards, and they were moving that line of scrimmage in the first quarter. Uh, Northwestern stuck to its guns, though. I mean, they really, I thought, funneled the run well in the second half. I mean, they, they forced pressure, cut off Wadley on the outside, and forced him up the middle. And that, Trent, I know you're going to ask the next question is going to be, well, shouldn't be Torn Young be getting some carries? Uh-huh. Well, maybe, but Wadley's your best player. Mm-hmm. But Northwestern played him and made him play a game that's probably not his strongest. I mean, if he's going between the tackles. If he hits a hard and fast, he's, he's you know he's up to the second level in a heartbeat. But Northwestern threw enough trash in there, and I would you know I would just you know miss enough blocks to come up the middle and 
you know, the running game went nowhere in the second half, and that was that. Uh, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, I'm not sure where you uh, spent overtime, if you were on the field or you're still in the press box or not, but but hopefully you, you had a view, because it's really tough to tell on television. And the, the play before Jackson got loose in overtime, I thought Thorson was, was under tremendous pressure. I'm pretty sure that I'm trying to <laughs> shake, rack my brain and, and think that. But I thought that, that it was intentional grounding. I, I didn't see a receiver in the area. It was second and nine play. The next play, of course, Jackson would get loose and go all the way down to the one. But I thought, you know, it wouldn't have been a significant loss, but it would have, I mean, maybe this, the same play. Right. And, and the same plane would have happened. But I, I didn't see, watching it on TV, uh, again, I, I didn't see receivers in the area and thought that there could have been uh, intentional grounding at that spot. Do you, do you know the play I'm referring yeah. to? Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, the officials said that he was out of the tackle box. I think that that's a point of debate, and I imagine I was probably going over that tape pretty pretty uh, closely, and they, that one might have got sent into the Big Ten. Uh, they, the referees did rule him in the tackle box. Right. I, I thought, you know, that that gets to be a magical kind of subjective call, mm-hmm. and I'm with the refs on that one. I mean, if that's what they saw, that's what they saw. But you're right, Ken. There was no wide receiver, and that had everything but the tackle box going for it for an intentional grounding call. Right. Would have been a big play. Looking forward, it's Minnesota on deck, 5.30 kickoff. And then Ohio State, we still don't know what time that's going to kick off. Though Urban Meyer whined and cried and got what he wanted. It won't be a night game at Kinnick Stadium for the Buckeyes and Hawks. Um, I was told late last week it was night game was still in play. Um, they announced today so, but, it'll be either an eleven o'clock or two thirty kickoff. Okay, I didn't even see that. Yep. I, I haven't even gotten my email. It must have just came. Okay, that that uh, that's, that means it's a six day window, and yep. we'll find out yep. when that kicks off uh, next Monday. So yeah, when it goes to six day window, there's no night game. And uh, hey, hey man, Trent, you know how it goes. <laughs> Urban Meyer, man, mm-hmm. he's uh <laughs> he carries a little bit of a big stick in the Big Ten. Yes, he does, and I'm not saying that that's I'm not saying that that's uh, uh, him. You know, Big Ten cowering and listening to you know the most powerful coach in the league. But uh, I kind of get Myers' point. I mean, it's <laughs> they're, they're the party every time they come to town, and every team has it as a night game. And night games end up uh, piling up as far as you know, kids being away from home, getting getting home that uh, set Sunday morning at whatever a.m. ungodly a.m. hour. So. Yeah, there, I get it. Maybe, maybe it's Urban Meyer's cachet, but uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I vote for two thirty and eleven o'clock every day of the week. <laughs> me being a print journalist. Yeah, well, they, the the night game is going to be Minnesota at Michigan. Penn State and Michigan State is also in that six day window. I have a feeling that that's going to get the two thirty slot, and Iowa Ohio State will will kick off at eleven, which will help make Mark Morris and everybody in print uh, media uh, very if, happy. But if you guys look. Case. If you guys look at this game, um, you know I, I, I'm, surpri- I'm not surprised, and I, and I think for the Wisconsin game, you know, if Ohio State goes badly for the Hawkeyes, you know, there's not going to be a lot of TV clamoring to get the Wisconsin game, Iowa sure. game, on a night venue, so or on a, on a featured venue. So it's it's in balls on Iowa's court now. I mean, yep. take care of business this week against Minnesota, and throw out your best effort against the best team in the country the next week coming to your stadium. Otherwise, you know, you're you're an eleven o'clock game every the rest of the year, and you're probably headed to the pinstripe ball, and no one's ever gonna, no one's gonna even hear that echo. Mm. Uh, Mark, I, reading your stuff from the from the weekend, um, particularly your your second recap from last night, I get the impression you were very impressed with Noah Font. 
who uh, met the media and answered all the tough questions about the drop, said the right things. Obviously, before the that he came out of the locker room, it was uh, it was emotional in there for him. As um, you know, look, it, it happens, right? Receivers drop footballs. This was just at the at the worst possible time. I uh, got the feeling that you were impressed for by him coming out and facing the music. Yeah, you know, not everybody does that. Right. I mean, uh, the way Iowa system is built, I mean, the coordinators don't come out and talk. The guy, the kid, the the twenty or eight, nineteen, twenty year old kid who dropped the pass at the end of the game. Well, he does come out and talk, and that 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 is outstanding on Noah Fon's part. That's that's fantastic. Um, I'm not beating him up too bad. I mean, that play hurt at the end of the game, obviously, but he's been a plus player all year. He was a plus player in that game. He scored their only touchdown. He is not the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, uh, he grows from this, and I was going to have an all-conference performer eventually. I think out of Noah Fon. Uh, injury-wise, Josie Jewell, should he be anticipate that he's going to make it a go this Saturday? And uh, what about Brandon Snyder after he sits out? It sure sounds like Josie Jewell's going to give it a shot. Um, I heard the week, uh, uh, the bye week, that that thing was way worse than people were saying. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, so I'm not going to speculate. But uh, I, I kind of saw this one coming. I think he was close. He was dressed. He had the eye black on. <laughs> I think uh, I think he, he didn't run out, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I am too a little bit. <laughs> I think he'll be back this week. Um, uh, I think he'll be able to perform like he usually does. I thought, you know, I thought Bo Bauer played maybe his best game as a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Ben Neiman filled in just fine at middle linebacker, but Josie makes it go. I mean, he puts everybody in the right spot, and uh, they desperately need him back. I don't even know. Brandon Snyder played one game this year, so I'm not sure that Iowa misses him as much as. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think they miss him as much. I don't know how they can, but obviously a good player, uh, and I think Iowa needs every good player can get his hands on. did think it was interesting Saturday that, you know, with uh, Brandon Snyder being out, uh, Jake Gervas got the, got the start of safety over to Miles Taylor. I, I think that that's, I think that's probably telling for his, the rest of Miles Taylor's career, but um, I don't know if he's hurt. But uh, I, I do think Josie's back and just in time because Minnesota's got a pretty salty running game. They do, and a quarterback in Luggett as well, no doubt. Mark, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on. We will uh, talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Mark Morehouse. Thank you, guys. Take care. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. We go inside the Hawks in Northwestern. Uh, Trent, what was your, I guess, overall biggest takeaway from that game? Was Did that feel, not, not like the season's over, but mm-hmm. you kind of got that feeling. There's not a lot. I mean, the West is gone. Yes. Any hope that that game against Wisconsin is going to be for perhaps a trip to Indianapolis? Gone. That's out the window. Is it about you know watching these young guys? And I don't want to write off this season because they're still they're still going to go to a bowl game. At least you would think, right? Sure. Purdue's taking step back. Minnesota they should win this yes. week. They're favored to do so. Minnesota's not worth a damn. No, no. they really aren't. Um, but what what's it about for you? What's left? Get to a bowl game. Get there. Get at least to six. Young guys develop and then win that bowl game. You're going to be playing a low-level bowl game. Maybe it's Music City Bowl. Fun trip. Drive to Nashville. So New York would be fun too, right? Pinstripe, Yankees. I mean, it's expensive. You're richer than I am. I, mean, I, I like Nashville. That's more no, my I, I don't disagree Plus, you with can you. drive. Yes. You I, can drive there, and I think especially Eastern Iowa. Yeah. I think for a season that is a bit disappointing, and then just end that bull curse. You know, get past right. that. Get past that narrative. I think that would add positive because... Still, still a young team, mm-hmm. and within the injuries that have also happened, 
kind of accelerated the process for a lot of these young guys. Get there, get six, seven, whatever it is in the regular season, and then win a bowl game and a bright note going I, I think you hit the nail on the head um, because it's, it's unfortunately, you know, the ultimate goal is, is now gone, yes. which is, is, winning, is winning the West. You get to a bowl game and you end that curse of disappointing efforts once you get to that And there's game. been some ugly Oh, games. my God. It's not just that they've lost. No, it's how they've lost. How they've lost. Right. Got to get rid of that stench. I don't disagree. We'll take a timeout. Bama Bob will go round college football. Notre Dame, what an unbelievable. um, I I guess they're legit. They're in this conversation, Trent. I mean, you're talking about Notre Dame here, and if they keep winning, and because their schedule is North Carolina State this week is tough. It's a That's salty no game. Absolutely not. Coming off USC, is there a little bit of a letdown there? Um We'll get into that. The Penn State just crushing of Michigan. Lots of topics for Bama Bob. He's joining us next. Dylan Montz back to Iowa State at 120. Chris Cotillo will talk uh, baseball with Trent and I as the World Series starts tomorrow. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. I make my Texas superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables. You can see all 55 on TexasSuperfood.com. All of the nutrients that we need on a daily basis, I lost 60 pounds. I mean, that's huge. Since I've been on superfood, I haven't been sick. I'm Dennis Black. Join us on TexasSuperfood.com. TexasSuperfood.com. Or call 877-55-TEXAS. That's 877-55-TEXAS. 877-55-TEXAS. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. 
More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com offer. That's Indeed.com offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I here with you every Monday through Friday, noon until 2. Let's go around college football on a national scale. Bama Bob joins us to do that each and every Monday. We recap Friday. We preview when the need arises. We catch him in the middle of the week as well. Bama, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Um, so much national stuff, so many big games to recap, Penn State and Notre Dame, etc., Bam, I got to start with Iowa State uh, and, and, Texas, and Texas Tech. Uh, that's three straight wins on the road. Uh, that's um, three straight wins in the Big Ten, our uh, Big Twelve. Here comes uh, TCU this week. Uh, this Iowa State team doing some things that haven't been done in names in a long, long time. Bama. Yeah, Ken. I would. You, you can make an argument uh, that the te- the win at Texas Tech was maybe even. I don't want to say more impressive than the win at Oklahoma because, look, they were – and forget the spread in that game. The, everybody's going to look at this at the end of the year and if they start comparing you know, Oklahoma's resume and say, oh, they lost to a 30-point favorite. They should have never been the 30-point favorite in that game. Um, but, listen, Lubbock, the, the two – to me, the two hardest road trips for anybody in the Big 12 are Lubbock and Morgantown just because they're so hard to get to. They're so far away. Um, you know, they're outposts, if you will. Uh, and for them to go in with still a walk-on quarterback, uh, you know, throws three touchdown passes and, and just handily, handily uh, takes out the Red Raiders at home and, and the defense. 
is, is what really, you know, kind of sticks out to you as well, holding them to 13 points. And, I mean, everybody's going to focus this week on TCU and the challenges and what's at stake for them. Okay, there's two teams with a lot on the line in this game at Ames. And, you know, if, if Iowa State can, I don't want to say do the impossible, but, but do the improbable and, and shock, you know, TCU, they will own wins over Oklahoma and TCU. And, oh, my goodness, now all of a sudden look who's in control of their own Big 12 destiny in terms of the championship game. So, you know, really, really, I can't say enough how impressed I was with that win in Lubbock. Tough place to play. I know there's a lot of buzz now, unfortunately. It's just the way it's going to work around Matt Campbell and his future at Iowa State. And I, I'm, it, you're going to, the noise is going to happen. I hope for, for the player's sake and for the coach's sake, certainly, and I think they will, you just tune all that out and, and say, listen, forget all that. This is what we've got ahead of us. And it is maybe the biggest game in, I don't know, the program's history. Long time. <laughs> you know, in a long, long time since I've been there in terms of what, again, what is at stake if you you got the number four team and the legit number four team in the country, probably higher than that, um, coming to your place at 2.30, uh, you know, Everybody's going to be watching. It's a Fox game, and, you know, if you win it, you control your destiny to get to the Big 12 championship game. I can't remember another time that that's happened for Iowa State. Unthinkable, and and especially in the current configuration of the Big 12. A lot of people didn't think that was a possibility. You mentioned Matt Campbell. Uh, We know Tennessee is going to be coming open with the champion of life, Butch Jones, and that monstrosity we saw against Alabama What's it take? You know, everybody seems to be finding their own Saban in the SEC, and it hasn't worked, and you hear the pressure. Oh, Gus Mel's on after they lose to Florida. He's on the way out. Are too many of these programs spinning their tires, moving guys too quickly? Is it is it time maybe for some programs just hold stead, steady and say, hey, we're not beating Saban right now, but let's see what we can build with the guy we currently have? Well, you know, they're, they're kind of like the Warriors, in the NBA, you know, everybody's shooting for them, and how can we form a team, and how can we take on, you know, how can we take on the Warriors? Like, we're, you know, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City's done it, and, you know, Cleveland and everybody else. And that's, to me, that's kind of what people are trying to do in the SEC with Saban, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, until he decides to leave, they are always going to be, you know, at the top or the top in that conference. And, in terms of Butch Jones, I, I don't know that it's necessarily, uh, you know, too early to, to start, you know, looking to pull the plug on him because some of the things he said and he's done, he's not just losing to Alabama big. He's losing to Georgia big, Florida big. You go back and look at the record that he has, and, and it's not very good against, against any of their rivals, whether it's, you know, Alabama or Georgia or Auburn or Florida or, you know, anybody uh, against the top teams. You know, and but – the thing that just impresses me about what Alabama's been able to do is you, Saban's been there since 07. You remember the first couple of years it was Florida and Tebow, and they had the great the rivalry with them, and then Urban Meyer leaves and Florida has struggled. Uh, you know, it, Then it was LSU with Les Miles. We all remember the 9-6 field goal game and the, and the, uh, you know, the national championship game, and now look what's happened to LSU. Auburn had a little uprising there in 2013, and now Malzahn's back on the hot seat. There just seems to be challenger. At the, there seems to be a series of challengers, and none of them can, can sustain it. 
and yet they still stay at the top in that conference. And and to me, that's that's you know Manziel, and, and you just go on and on. So I do think some programs are trying to rush the fact that you know, hey, we got to catch up with Alabama, and that's what our fans demand. But uh, in the case of Butch Jones or even Brett Bielma in Arkansas, I think those are the two that are two jobs that will definitely be open. And um, you know. If, if I were an Iowa State fan, I would be – the Tennessee job is the one that would concern me. Um, that said, I don't know that they can afford Matt Campbell because they're still paying Derek Dooley, uh, and they're going to pay Butch Jones a lot, and they're going to have to fork over a lot more money to hire another coach. So it's probably time. It's probably going to happen, but – I mean, it's going to be really expensive for them to get rid of Bush Jones. Mm. Papa, let's uh, go back to this past weekend. I, I want to, uh, I've got to get to Notre Dame because Notre Dame never flies on any under radar, at least the, historically they don't. They they seem to be this year. You know, that week two game, uh, it was Cyhawk here in the state, and everybody's fo- right. attention was focused on that, and understandably and rightly so. Georgia Notre Dame, that was a hell of a game. One point. Yeah. It's their only loss of the year. They've got wins over Michigan State. Michigan State is clearly better. Uh, that was a good USC team, at least you thought, coming in there. They smacked them around. Uh, NC State's coming up. Miami, they've got to go to. They've got to finish in Stanford. But, Bama, let's just say what if, because they're pretty damn good. And I love watching Wimbush play the, play the game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, this Notre Dame, t- Notre Dame team, uh, there's only going to be 12, uh, 12 games that they'll be uh, judged on. There's no championship game for them. But if they are 11-1, and one, Bama, and there's it's starting to look like that's not crazy to have this conversation, Notre Dame is opening some eyes, coming off that 4 and eight 2016 season yeah i agree with you totally kenny and i was surprised the way they just pushed usc around i mean almost 400 yards on the ground you know wimbush and adams five touchdowns combined and i mean to me that was and i think that might have been i know they went undefeated in 2012 and and played in the title game um we also know in that year they got lucky a few times against a couple of uh, bad teams, but this this might have been the best win, the most impressive win that that you know Brian Kelly's had in what is it seven eight years he's been there. Um, and they are listen, they're squarely in the conversation. And the best thing that that has happened for them is Miami keeps finding ways to win yep. uh, because that you know they get NC State at home, and this is no pushover. I mean, NC State is good. They've got a really good physical front. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch that defensive front go up against, uh, you know, uh, Notre Dame's offense and that running game because, you know, you want to make Wimbush beat you with his arms if you can, and so far he hasn't had to uh, necessarily. I mean, he's, he, he's good, and, and but you, what happens when he can't run the ball? Can he beat you? And I, NC State's going to put a lot of pressure on him, and they're like I said, they're good up front. Their, their front seven is good. Their front four is great. Um, so it's going to be a fun game. If they run the table, Ken, I totally agree with you. They are smack in the conversation, especially especially where Penn State lose. Um, and, and I'll tell you, you're you're right in that they don't have a championship game. Their championship game, Ken, could be the SEC championship if Georgia and Alabama play in that game, and Georgia somehow manages to win. That could go a long way toward helping Notre Dame get in the playoff. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, if they're sitting there with a loss and they're not playing and Georgia somehow takes out Alabama and is the SEC champion and goes directly into the playoff as they would, 
in that case as a one-loss or really as an undefeated SEC champion. Now what are you going to do between Notre Dame and Alabama? I mean, that that is going to be – could you imagine? I mean, Jimmy B would just be salivating over that situation. <laughs> but long way from that, they got Wake, they got Wake Forest after this, after NC State. Then they go to Miami. And you mentioned the Stanford game. The Stanford game is the one uh, I think that when you look at it, tough road trip, another physical team, kind of you know mirror image, if you will. Um, but, man – Impressive. I mean, I, who, who saw that coming? A 35-point win Saturday night against uh, the guy that we thought was going to be the Heisman favorite at the beginning. He's of the not season. even going to get an invite. I don't think he will either, and nor should he. I mean, he, he hasn't played well, Ken. And nope. some of it's him, and some of it's his offensive line. That's Their offensive true. line is just not very good. They're not. They don't have a great. They don't have a great running game. Um, you know, I, I thought they would be better in the run game than they are, but he's also made some. And maybe it's because his line's not good, and he's running around back there. You know, who knows? Quarterbacks get a little jittery sometimes. But, I mean, you're right. He's not going to get invited in, in North City. I think right now, you know, it'd be, it'd be Mayfield, Love, and uh, Barkley yep. would be the three on the invite list. You got the you got that list right. I'm, I'm totally on board with all three of those guys. Watching Baker yep. Mayfield do what he did to K-State. Oh God, he's fun to watch. Ballard, and let's never underestimate Bill Snyder again, shall yeah, we? I mean, isn't that the truth, right? lesson by now, me in particular. Yeah. You're not alone. Thank you, Bama. Great stuff. We'll talk to you Friday, if not before, okay? All right, take care, Kim. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, recapping a weekend in college football with Trent and I as we do each and every Monday. Didn't have time for the Penn State game, Trent. Yeah. Um, boy, what an eye-opener that was. It's fun to make fun of Harbaugh, you know, poke fun at him. Six and five in his last right. 11. But I think it says more about Penn State. Saquon Barkley, that mm-hmm. first touchdown, 14 nothing before he even you know settled what? into the recliner. The first touchdown, I thought he was going to, he was going so fast that his feet weren't able to keep up with him. I thought he was going to, the, the, the turf, over. He absolutely was going to get him. Yeah. Didn't it seem like that to you he at one point? That run? Oh, he's fun to watch. He is against that Michigan defense. Mm-hmm. Michigan doesn't have a quarterback, bottom line. They don't, but still, put that many yards up against mm-hmm. Michigan. No, you preach to the choir because their defense has been absolutely as good as there is in college football. Penn State's defense has also taken a big step forward. A this, lot of big, yes. This is a team built. Mm-hmm. I don't know Alabama good. Well, we'll get, we'll see them. That's you know, it's the same time, isn't it? Isn't it two thirty? Yes. Now that's the Fox everything's game, at two right? thirty. Yeah, that's the Fox game. Iowa yeah. State's on. It's the reverse mirror. ABC or ESPN two. I want to say. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy, oh boy. We need to get you the two TV setup. No. I can help you out. No, I, I got I a way around it. I know you can. I got a way around it. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. Right. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, Trent, uh, Matt Campbell has spoken. This is courtesy of Chris Williams and the folks at uh, Cyclone Fanatic. Um, we'll talk about his response coming up. I got a, It's October the 23rd. Of course, he's going to say what he said, uh, but that's going to that's going to appease the fan base, putting it mildly. We'll get into that. Uh, Dylan Mont here at 120 from the Ames Tribune. Chris Cotillo, Trent, and I will talk World Series at 140 on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Liberty Mutual presents worry-free music moments. Switching to Liberty Mutual could save you $782 on the perfect home and auto insurance for your needs so you can feel good about the family budget and the massage you're about to treat yourself to. This is awesome. Get a quote at LibertyMutual.com. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide survey of new customers, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Now when you buy select HP printers from Staples, you can print free for life. That's right. Print up to 15 pages per month for free when you buy select HP printers from Staples. Get the confidence of never running out of ink and having to run out for more. The confidence of having ink automatically show up in your mailbox before you need it. HP Ink delivered to your door. Print free for life. Staples. It's pro time. Print 15 pages per month for free. Pay as you go after that or upgrade to another plan. See staples.com slash print free for life for details. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. 